You're listening to the TNT Podcast, where my cousin and I chat about the entertainment art we've enjoyed recently over a cup of tea. This episode, we're talking about the 1986 movie, The Fly. No. Okay. Hi, I'm Lydia. And I'm Melissa. We are cousins, and we are going to drink tea and talk about some entertainment art that we've enjoyed recently. Thank you for joining us. I am drinking matcha oh. with a lot of milk. What I'm are you drinking? drinking uh, Perfect Energy Pomegranate Tea. It's a, it's a singer. That sounds fancy. Um, I was trying to find the perfect tea for this episode, and I'm not going to be able to do that for every episode because it's just not how life works but i got like some throat soothing tea and i got some like uh good vibes or positive vibes like sweet tangerine that i drank once and then didn't like but because we are going to be talking about the 1986 the fly movie I chose matcha because it's green. Yep, and I was just thinking that. The cover of the movie. That's beautiful. <laughs> Mine is kind of a gross <laughs> color that could also relate. It's kind of like the color. The theme of the movie. <laughs> gross. It's like the color of his skin near the end of the movie where it's kind of like. That's disgusting. off. <laughs> Now, I do have a dilemma, but before we get into the dilemma, I want to say for anybody who's never seen The Fly and you want to watch The Fly, I have written down some trigger warnings Mm -hmm. in case you are a person who is triggered by things like blood, vomit, uh, human mutilation, animal mutilation, things of that nature. There's a lot of baboons. Yeah. At least one. Uh, that uncomfortable yes. uh, situations regarding like consent near parts yes. of it too. Yes. It's also rated R. Yes. So, so if you're a child, yeah. maybe don't watch it. Or if you're a rebel, watch it anyway. Just don't come crying to me. Or me. you get in trouble. Um, now my dilemma. Yes, yes. We watched The Fly together, like, a month ago, and decided to make it the first episode, and we were going to watch it again, and um, my dilemma is I get about 30 minutes, and either, like, something comes up where I have to leave the house, or a baby starts crying, or I have a responsibility, or I just get distracted because you know mm. it's hard to do things when you need to do them. Yeah. It's hard for <laughs> me to find time to rewatch it too. I don't know. Life. Life. Yep. I'm running on like four images that were burned into my brain. And... <laughs> well, I have written down some like thoughts for um I found out, which you and I had talked about, it was 
the movie came out in 1958, mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. And it, the movie was based on a short story of the same name that was published in 1957. Oh, wow. They were fast. Playboy magazine, mm-hmm. of all things. Why was it in Playboy, do you know? No idea. Huh. Was it, like, successfully? Like, I, I have no idea. It was, like, I, I had to, like, it was on the first page of Google, but, like, I had to do, like, some specific wording to find it because there was another oh, yeah. short story called The Fly about something completely <laughs> different. Yeah, by, like, Melissa something. Yeah. I about, almost like, read that and was like, oh, wow, this is... Yeah, how did they... <laughs> but, um, it's the... Sh- did you read the short story? I couldn't find it. I sent it to you. One. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so... Published by... I believe, because I did read it. And I believe it's set in France huh. which I don't what, know what time period like contemporary um, the, the 1950s and does it follow like how does it compare to the 80s version well there's a lot of like different things the um, in the short story and the 1950s movie have the same parallel of like a family man who is also a scientist and um, he has a wife and a son and he's making these uh, oh, what are they called? Like the disintegration reintegration mm-hmm. pods. They're called pods throughout like all of them. Yeah. But in the the short story, I don't know. I never got around to watching the 1950. Nope. Wow, what is life? But in the short story, they were like telephone booths mm-hmm. that were like tricked out and stuff. Hmm, that's Aww. slang I will never use again. Uh, Ronnie calls them telephone booths in the 80s movies. It's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, that's what I wanted to point out. I have written down. She said, she, like, I wrote down the specific thing. She's like, designer phone booths. Cute. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. It's a nice they, reference. Did they do that on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't watch the 1950s movie. I have no idea. But the pair, the thing that they have in common also is that when he gets sent through the pod and reintegrates with the fly it they are still two separate entities but the man has a fly head and a fly arm and the fly comes out with a man head and a man arm I a whole bunch of other stuff happens before when he was still testing the pod, he sent a cat through and the cat disappeared. And then he goes through one last time and the last time he comes out, he's got like pieces of the cat 
with his face and stuff like he's got the cat ears and like a cat nose and it's just awful and he can't talk because he's got a fly mouth that happens with the cat combining with the man and the fly which is just a mess and he spoiler warnings throughout this whole thing we're going to talk about everything that we can remember and what thinks Mm -hmm. what thinks Mm -hmm. i apparently can't (laughs) (laughs) so uh his wife uh he in the short story he's like in his lab and he doesn't come up for dinner and he doesn't come up the next morning and he goes she goes to check on him and uh the whole thing like happens like he can't speak so he's sending her like uh typewriter notes and then he's like just let me see you whatever it is we can work through it together Mm. and he's like no because he's got like he let her in the room but he's got like a velvet sheet over (laughs) like cover his face and his arm (laughs) and then something happens and like it comes off and she sees him and it's like the, the whole like 1950s like dramatic thing where it's like oh I screamed forever and passed out and fell and hurt my ankle one of those things you know yeah the typical 50s yeah and so like did she not (laughs) see through the sheet like the oh no it was like it was like a thick velvet sheet okay so it was like like they they make it yeah they make it like very specific that it was like this brown velvet sheet that he ate on every day or whatever (laughs) yeah all right interesting Mm -hmm. and so the difference between those two things and the 1986 movie is that he doesn't just become like part he becomes part fly but like it doesn't like happen like that where like mm-hmm. he's got like a fly head and fly arm it's like more like uh the character of Seth Brundle becomes like a cocoon for the fly creature within which is disgusting in the version that we've watched was there a scene where he was like on the rooftop and one of his legs, like, one of his fly legs, like, breaks through his skin and, like, detaches. And he has to look at this fly leg, like, writhing around. I do not remember that. Oh, okay. So that was just in the script that I read. Because <laughs> then there was a scene earlier than that where he sends the baboon and the cat yeah. through. Mm-hmm. And then he has to deal with that when yeah. he comes out. Which is a point I also wrote down and wanted to make. I wrote down, where the frick is this guy getting friendly <laughs> baboons? So Just many. at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and with, like, with the scene in the part where it gets turned inside out, and then the scene where it doesn't, mm-hmm. and then the scene where he splices it with the cat, that's three separate baboons, possibly. Or that one that went through had to go through again with the cat. Uh, uh, he like did have funding from yes, whatever he did. party, which yep. I didn't Amy realize. just pointed that out. Yeah. He had like funding in like a strange way where it was like he uh, commissioned other people for like parts that mm-hmm. he did. And then they would make the parts and send it to him, and he put them together. Yeah. 
So it was like he knew the science that needed to happen, but he didn't have the means to make the science. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Also, here's another weird thing I wrote down. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, I watched a video with David Cronenberg. He was very cute. (laughs) I have a crush on 1980s Cronenberg. Is he still around? Oh, yeah. Oh. I believe so. Still making scary movies? I don't know. See, The Fly is the first David Cronenberg movie that I've watched. And it's very strange because, like, I like scary movies, but I don't necessarily like body horror. Yeah. I like, seems like his I thing. like ghosts. I like, I'm trash and I love the Annabelle movies. And I love the Conjuring mm. series. And, like, I want to go see The Nun. Like, yeah. I those but like i wasn't i was never into torture porn Mm -hmm. i'm not very big on body horror but i think like i will like cronenberg's other movies like i know i will now that i've watched fly and the disgusting things that happen in the fly i think i can get over it we'll have to choose another one and look at it because i have no idea what else he has he did um off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Hmm. Do you know if he's always, like, I guess, yeah, as a director, you don't usually, like, write your own. Stuff. Not usually, no. Yeah. Here, let so. me see. I'll get my laptop open. I can remember how to type. What All were you right. saying before we got on this, though? <laughs> You watched the video? I have no idea. Oh, no, no, no. Just that. Oh, okay. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. You know, I have a very specific type. I have no idea what this man looks like. Well, now he's like an old man. And he's not like, he aged well for dude. (laughs) He's 75 years old. Aww. March 15th. He's a Pisces, I think. March 15th? Mm-hmm. I think that's Pisces. Oh. Oh, that might be something different. Hold on. <laughs> I've Googled <laughs> David Cronenberg in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> okay. He... Uh... I guess this is directed or produced um, the Elias Grace uh, TV show. Hmm. That, I don't know what that that's is. A, that's a, uh, uh, pff, what's her name? Uh, Margaret Atwood. Oh. Margaret Atwood novel. I watched it on Netflix. It was, it's very interesting. It's very good. But that's it's... not what we're talking about right now. Oh no. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. I accidentally nudged my headphone jack and it did a thing. That's okay. I'm looking up his uh, filmography. So 
I've heard of he directed The Brood, which I've heard of, Scanners, Videodrome, The Fly, Dead Ringers, uh, Naked Lunch. Nope. Just things like that. Like, Are those I, all like horror? Yes, um, I believe so. Or like sci-fi, creepy. Nice. All things I need to watch but haven't yet. Me too. I realized that I was like doing like a headbutt thing like to signify very horror but it wasn't uh-huh. going to translate through audio. <laughs> That's something you have to get used to, yeah. Yep. Um, so where were we in the plot of the fly? Were we... So what did you find interesting in the script? Oh, um, I think the I'd... script I read was just like someone watching the movie and writing down what they saw, oh. which was interesting. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, There were a lot of parts where I was just, like, learning what he was actually saying. And, like, the Jeff Goldblum was translated. All the Uh uhs and pauses were written down. Mm -hmm. It was very... a lot. (laughs) Yep. Um. That's something else that I wrote down and pointed out. I watched a video with Jeff Goldblum talking about, like, the whole thought process he put into like what it would take to become a fly Mm. and like how painful it would be and watching the 30 minutes of the movie that I watched again like you can really see like yeah like go yep (laughs) (laughs) I never like put much thought into Jeff Goldblum until this year as you know Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's one of those misconceptions where, like, he's one of those actors that just plays himself. And I'm sure there are parts that he is just playing himself because he's strange and eccentric and really cool. But he's also a really good actor. Mm -hmm. Like, another person who's like that is, like, Nicolas Cage. Like, Nick Cage gets typecast as the weird... As, like, a weird guy. But I've seen him in movies like Kick-Ass... You should watch Kick-Ass, because Nick sure. Cage in Kick-Ass is, like, so good. That's the superhero Yes. Okay, yeah. And it's one of those movies where, like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, Nicolas Cage, okay. And you expect, like, Nicolas Cage, but no, you get, like, this character, and it's so <laughs> good and refreshing. Nice. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't want, like like talk and like this like manner that says like I know what I'm talking about when I really don't uh going back to like how he was depicting how like painful it would be to be a fly and stuff like that I noticed like at the beginning of the script there were a lot more like us and his little stutters and stuff but as Mm -hmm. he became more and more fly like he got like more comfortable with his speech and that was like kind of unnerving like he went from this oh yeah socially awkward weirdo to someone who was like he thought he was being perfected and then he went to the 
speechless, sad lump of stuff at the end. That's so sad. (laughs) That was very sad. That's something I want to talk about in a minute. But um, this whole movie, like, trying to watch it for the second time, I realized that, like... It is sci-fi and it is it is horror, but it's also like a really sad romance mm-hmm. between Veronica and Seth, which mm-hmm. is like it's so sad because she's such a good character and Gina Davis is such a beautiful actress. She's so good at what she does, portraying like oh all the sad moments mm-hmm. and the crying, and she's just like what did I say? Hold on. I said uh, she's a vulnerable 80s career woman who was just trying to get a good story. Oh, she is. And in the process of trying to like get her story and get her big writing break in journalism, she fell in love with this scientist who turned himself into a fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, she's pregnant with his baby. Yeah. Oh. It's just like, and it's downhill from there. Man. And it's like, and it's one of those movies where, like, I think not everybody in our generation, but like a lot of people who like think of like 80s movie, they think of like, oh, I can't think of the word, like silly, but, Mm. or like the kitschy, like 80s movie vibe that is 80s movies, you know? But like, not all 80s movies are like that at all. And this is one of those, like, really good 80s movies where, like, you see it and you see the name and you're like, oh, that's probably so stupid. And then you watch it and by the end of the movie, you're, like, feeling things for so things. a lump of practical effects. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't remember. What did I say we were going to, I was wanted to get to? Oh, yeah. The lump of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about the lump of special effects. I feel like I took over. Uh, no, <laughs> I think I had something, but it was just like real world. Like this was all shot and it was premiered a year before Gina and Jeff got married. So really? that was, yeah. And okay. then after that, they did uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. So really? such... I was wondering about that because I was like, okay, this must be like, they must be married here. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> okay, so they were married in Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, yeah. For a movie about a fly, this movie is very sad and very mm-hmm. human. Yes. Like, it's a very human movie. And one thing I remember, I grew up with my mom telling me about the 1958 movie, The Fly, and how she watched it when she was a little girl. And the ending is sad. And, like, the fly man, the fly head man is dead at that point, And his wife is mourning. And the the fly with the human man head is like trapped in a spider's web and she's sitting on a park bench and he's stuck in the spider web by the park bench. And he like knows she's there. The spider's coming for him. And it's just like, help me. 
And like, as a little girl, that was like so sad to me. Mm. That was awful. And then like watching the 1986 movie with the end with the lump of practical <sighs> essentially like accidentally splicing itself with the teleportation pod and it crawls out and it's it's human and teleportation pod and just fly mess and it basically says like help me kill me please that is so sad to me like i went into this movie thinking i would get silly jeff goldblum came out on the other side with feelings i wanted to experience yeah (laughs) reading the scripts like he does at one point actually say like help me help me like way before he's actually like yeah evolving into the grossness which is interesting. Like, is that like a couple seconds before she like accidentally rips his jaw? Yeah, I think so. Oh goodness. Mm. My tea is gone. Mine too. <laughs> oh, and it's it's another one of those like sci-fi movies where like the science is like just like barely explained. Mm-hmm. It's very soft sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah. Very focused on like, the human. Yeah. Which I like. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. But it like it's not it's not done poorly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. some sci fi movies are just like, this is a machine and it does this thing, now shoot. But like <laughs> <laughs> But it's like it it's done in such a way where like my brain accepts that mm-hmm. like th- how it works okay it's presented within reasonable doubt yeah. like my brain is, isn't stopping like wait hold on yeah and i feel like if they did explain it like super duper detailed it would really take away from the story oh yeah like there were po- points when he was talking about like I don't know. There's just a lot of scenes I remember where I kind of zoned out because he was getting like really into it, and I was like, "Oh no, Jeff, I can't <laughs> keep up with you, buddy." <laughs> Wait, Jeff, please, <laughs> please, yeah. Like Hold the on. Insect politics. Now you're on the other side of the room. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> now you're on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, that was something else really cool. I know, like, this is, like, going back and forth, like, oh, that's fine. all over the place. But I, I do want this to just be, like, a sit-down, chill, like, talk mm. about whatever. I like those kind of podcasts. But, like, I learned that, like, that part where she walks into the building after not seeing him for three weeks and he's mm-hmm. on the that was a moving set. Ooh. Yeah, that was... That room, that part of the room, and, like, a stunt guy. So the the room would move, and he would walk, like, from the ceiling to the wall to the floor. Would it turn? Yeah. Okay, wow. It, like, it spun completely. Oh. Very cool. And it's things like that that I love. Mm-hmm. I love finding things like that out. Like, I love, like, set design. Yeah. 
That it's reminds very... me of the like inception turning hallway. Yeah. That, yeah. It's good to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any like CGI in this? No, right? Too early. I think there was, like, mild CGI. This was when, like, CGI was, like, first getting introduced Mm. in a bigger way. Like, they could do more with it. Like, there, I believe I remember, like, electricity bits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, for, like, the super science-y parts. Yeah. I guess we'll close this out here. Yep. Thank you to anyone that listened. Thanks for sticking with us for however long this ends up being. <laughs> Probably like 15 minutes. It seems like a lot of nonsense because we're just two young people talking about out. joy. Yep. <laughs> One of those things is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. I gotta go put some food in me. Yep. I'll see you, talk to you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Goodbye. Adios. (laughs) I'm hanging up now. All right. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to contact us at tntpodcast at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-A-N-D-T-E-A podcast at gmail.com.